Hi everyone, this is Steve Hargadon. It's Thursday, June 18th. Welcome to the Future of Education. Tonight, the future of librarians. The burning question, is there a place for media specialists who don't know social media? Uh, I'm going to give us a very brief tour right now of Illuminate uh, before we actually start the show. Our thanks to KnowledgeWorks for sponsoring the Future of Education uh, series. Uh, they have a 2020 forecast of creating the future of learning, which is really fascinating. And there's a good link, a couple of good links on the front page of Future of Education, uh, especially to one two-hour drill down that we did, kind of like a DVD commentary on this report that's uh, just fascinating. Also want to make sure that if you're going to NECC or not, that you're aware of two fun events, EduBloggerCon, which is the all-day Saturday event, and NECC Unplugged, which is three days of anybody who wants to present at NECC can present. If you're going and you've always wanted to present, all you have to do is to sign up on the wiki. Uh, we also have virtual sessions for both the Saturday and then the three days of NECC. So if you're not going to be at NECC, please tune in. Uh, NECC Unplugged, in fact, will be the, the place where all um, remote events will be listed. So the actual NECC personnel are going to put remote events in there if there's anything being broadcast, anybody uh, use streaming or live blogging or anything like that. So NECC Unplugged. If this is your first time in Illuminate, we want to make sure that you understand a little bit about the environment enough to know what's going on here. If our panelists want to ask a question, you can respond by actually clicking on the green check or the red X at the top of your screen. I'm going to click on the green check, and you're certainly welcome to try here. That says that I'm, I'm answering yes to something. Click on the red X if you're answering no, and actually get the results. Uh, you'll see the participant uh, window with everybody who's in there, uh, who's attending tonight. Uh, and then uh, below that participant window are some little emoticons, one with a clapping hand and a smiling face, a little confused face, and a thumbs down. Next to the, that's a great way to participate. In, um, if you hear something you like, feel free to clap. It's a lot of fun to get that feedback. Next to those is a larger hand with an up arrow. If you click on that, you're telling us you want to take the microphone. So we'll ask you not to do that until we're actually in the Q&A uh, time of the show. But uh, that's how you let us know you want to take the mic. If you think you want to take the mic later, or that you might ask a question, definitely go up to Tools, Audio, and run the Audio Setup Wizard to make sure that your microphone is uh, working well. You can send messages in the chat. I find it's awfully hard to watch the chat with this many people in a room. And so I actually switch the view of my screen. So if you go up to View Layouts and go to Wide Layout, I think you'll like that layout just a little bit better for following the chat. And it makes the screen a little smaller, you know, the uh, whiteboard a little smaller, but I find it's uh, much more fun to watch what's going on in the chat room. Um, if anybody needs the teleconference, I'm going to go ahead and set it up right now. Moderators, you're going to see that uh, start to come up on the screen. Don't close it down. But it is um, setting up the teleconference. And it looks like Joan from Kingman, Arizona is trying to get in on the phone bridge. And if anybody's having trouble listening in through Illuminate, they're, they're going to be able to call in through the phone system. OK, now I'm going to give you all permissions to modify this map. Let's say I click at the top of the column with the pencil, and now everybody 
the ability to modify this map. Next to the map, you'll see a little wand with a red dot. And if you click on that and click on the map, you can tell us where you're listening from. So most everybody in North America, a few in Canada. Looks like we're a strong East Coast contingent tonight. We have someone from down under. Oh, good. I missed that. Go ahead and feel free to shout out where you're from in the chat, as you see some people are doing. You can, you can also put the temperature, the time and temperature. In California, it's getting hot again. We had a, such a nice June so far, but it's starting to get hot. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch us off of, um, of this map and look at what good responders we have. So this is a this should be this promises to be a really fun session tonight. Uh, Joyce, I'm going to turn the time over to you. I'm here for tech support and and or anything you need me to do, but I'll let you introduce yourself and your panelists. Uh, tell me when you want to start the Q and A. I'll also try and keep track of questions as they come across, so that uh, if you miss them, I'll know what they are. But the show is now yours. Wow, I am so glad that everybody's here tonight. Um, I, I wondered before we get started if you could raise your hand if you're a librarian or um, use that green check mark. Huh, that's interesting. Well, I, I think it's still growing. Uh, or maybe I'm wrong. Okay, well, I am I'm really happy you're here tonight. And I'm going to let. Uh, my colleagues introduce themselves, and I'm going to show you where you can get our profiles as well. Uh, but I wanted to start by saying that I have been a librarian since 1976, so that's 33 years. Okay, I think we should stop raising hands now because <laughs> it's getting a little noisy. But thank you. It looks like about maybe half the group is um, is. A librarian. I'm, I'm not sure, sure that's true. That's a true statistic, but uh, let's go with that. Uh, we have library directors, and we have library students, and uh, we probably have some teach, some librarian educators here too. I, I thought I noticed some buzz on some of the uh, the class blogs. Well, welcome everybody, and and for those students especially, I want to say that you have chosen an amazing field, and this is the best time in my 33 years to be a librarian. Uh, in the last two or three years, everything has shifted. Nothing I learned in my two library school experiences prepared me for what I'm seeing today, and it is so much fun. I want to take the screen for a little bit. We have a wiki set up with our links, and uh, and Buffy and, Kat and Kathy and Carolyn will will share the stuff that they've put up there in a little bit. Uh, but let me take the screen now, and I'll show you where the wiki is. And I'm hoping everybody can see this. If you can't, uh, let me know. Uh, I just wanted to show you what my typical week looks like. Uh, this is me in the center. And these are some of the things that librarians have always been involved in, digital well, storytelling anyway. Whoops, we went. Storytelling, information seeking and research, uh, considering the equity of the access that our students have. Um, 
enabling learners and helping them communicate new knowledge, analyzing, evaluating, synthesizing information, collaborating, promoting intellectual freedom, uh, teaching about information ethics, and reading. And what I'm finding, if you look at the logos around this particular um, screen, you'll see so many of the, the new tools that help us do this even better. Uh, if you're not teaching about Creative Commons, uh, if you're not allowing kids to use some of the new um, bibliography generators, if you, you're, you're really not teaching about how uh, how the information ethics right now. If you're unaware of the best practices for fair use that was released in November, we need to be aware of this. This is a, a time when librarians must retool. And once you do, and once you try some of these new these new tools, I don't think um, I, I just don't think you'll ever get bored with your practice. Uh, these new tools fit in incredibly well with our standards. And these are our standards. And if you look especially at standard number three, share knowledge and participate ethically and productively as members of our democratic society, that speaks so um, clearly to me that social networking is part of what we're preparing our students to do. Uh, I wanted to share a little, maybe I'll share this a little bit later. Uh, I wrote a manifesto uh, about two years ago, which I keep revising. You know you're a 21st century librarian if, and I want to refer that to you so you can see where I'm coming from. Uh, I tried to interpret what these new tools mean for us in terms of the things we've always done. Like, what are the new tools allowing us to do in promoting reading? Um, what does our new landscape look like? What are the new search tools that we need to think about? How do we organize the web for learners? And I suspect Buffy is going to talk about page flakes and net vibes in a little bit. What is collection right now? What do our facilities look like? How do we promote equity and, and how do we advocate for intellectual freedom right now? What does digital citizenship look like right now? And what are information ethics looking like? Um, so when you get a chance, go into this. It's, there's a lot of hyperlinks in here, and I think um, I think that you'll find them interesting. Um, I, I think I have to go back and tell you what happened and why we're here tonight. Um, Darren Draper and Carl Fish had a discussion on Twitter that, that kind of woke us all up. Uh, neither Carl nor Darren are librarians, but I believe Darren was beginning to hire librarians, and he was concerned because he wasn't really, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he wasn't seeing librarians who were truly expert in some of the social media tools uh, and how to use them power, powerfully for learning. And so he wondered if uh, librarians should be social media specialists or should he hire a social media specialist instead of or in addition to a librarian. Well, that got my back up, and it, I think it got the backs up of everybody um, who's presenting tonight. And we started wondering about uh, about what was going on. And the three of the four of us found each other through social networking, and and our networks have grown so much in the last two or three years that we we couldn't even imagine a world where, where librarians weren't social media specialists. Librarians are information experts. Librarian, librarians are communication experts. Librarians have been media specialists. 
And so the natural, um, the natural transition next is for us to be social media specialists. So uh, I am going to, uh, what you see now are the questions that we're hoping to address tonight. And uh, I want to introduce the next person who would like to speak to these. Um, maybe you could introduce yourself as, as you come on. Uh, but let's start with the first question of the evening. How does a librarian use social media in his or her practice? And in, in what ways? So uh, we haven't created an order for who's speaking. Uh, but who would like to speak next? Looks like Carolyn's got audio. Carolyn, are you, are you willing? Are you ready to speak next? Joyce, you want me to go ahead? Uh, is this Carolyn? This is Kathy. No, you want I'm me speaking. to go ahead? Oh, Kathy, please go ahead and oh, introduce okay. yourself and, and address the question. Thanks. Okay, um, I'm Kathy Nelson, and I'm from South Carolina. I'm in transition. I'm changing jobs this year, so I'm leaving Myrtle Beach and heading towards Spartanburg. But um, um, how does a librarian use social media in practice? I think that, you, that the librarian has to have a pulse on everything that's going on. And what's new is coming through feeds and through social networking. So to be on top of the game about what's happening with kids and what's happening with trends in education, you have to be using RSS feeds. You have to be using social networks. You have to be in the mix of all of them, or you're not going to know what's going on. Who's next? Um, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, great. This is Carolyn. <laughs> Sorry, I was happily introducing myself, not realizing no one could hear me. Um, I'm Carolyn Foote. I've been a librarian for 19 years. I'm in Austin, Texas at a high school library. And um, how does a librarian use social media in practice? I particularly use it for professional development. Um, I use tools like Twitter and Facebook and um, blogs to keep up with what's new in the area of social media, new tools coming out, um, ideas that people in the profession are struggling with. Um, so that's a great deal of how I use it. But as I learn to use these tools for my own professional growth, then I extend them out to our staff and our students. And it's a way for me to keep very current and keep up with what our students are doing. Buffy, are you there? Buffy, are you there? I am. Uh, can you hear me? We can. We can. OK. Um, this is Buffy Hamilton. And I have been a school library media specialist for about five years. And I'm currently at Creekview High School in Canton, Georgia. And uh, I definitely consider myself to uh, be a social media specialist, if you will. Um, Social media is extremely important to me um, in the teaching that I do in my media center as well as for my own personal growth. And um, if you take a look at some of the links that we've shared tonight, um, you'll, I think you'll see you know, the evidence of that in our practice. I find that using social media really seems to engage the students and gets them excited. 
um, about learning. And I think, you know, the whole situation that's happening right now with the Iran elections is a prime example of why we have to be well versed in social media. Um, because social media is the medium for this revolutionary action that we're seeing. So how can you talk about that with your students if you don't practice it yourself? Um, so um, as you, you'll see from looking at uh, my Media Center page, we definitely have a very uh, heavy social media presence. And I also use those tools to stream information to students in my research pathfinders. Um, for me personally, I like Carolyn and Joyce and Kathy. Um, social media is really, um, you know, the, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of my personal learning network. And I can honestly say that through Facebook, Twitter, um, my feeds through Google Reader, I have grown so much as a librarian in the last 18 months. It's just, sometimes it's mind-boggling to me how much I'm learning all the time. And I find it to be energizing. Um, I know sometimes people indicate they may feel a little overwhelmed by that information, but I use my social media tools to help channel that information so that I can read it and practice some of those um, ideas that I see um, you know, at a time that, uh, as Joyce calls it, the just right for me learning. So um, I find social media really to be um, very exciting um, for me personally and also to share with my students and my teachers. Um, I'm sorry. Um, we mentioned a couple of the specific tools that, that we use, and um, I'm wondering if we could talk about how we use these tools. We talked about professional development, and we talked about Twitter. And knowing the people who are here, I know we're all, we met through Twitter. Um, we learned through Twitter. I think if, if for me, um, I'm almost having this competition with these three other librarians here because it's like somebody will discover, oh my goodness, do you realize that we can use NetVibes to put a Pathfinder together? NetVibes was not invented for Pathfinders, but we realized at, probably at the same time, several of us, that they make absolutely fabulous push-type Pathfinders where the information updates itself and it models the way a student might set up his or her own information world. So um, I mentioned that, but I, I suspect somebody else might want to talk about NetVibes too. Can, um, who would like to talk about what specific tools you find most useful in your practice? Um, I'll be glad to speak to that question, Joyce, if you'd like. That sounds great, Buffy. <laughs> okay. Um, well, there are a few, but I'm going to target just a couple. Um, Delicious um, is really helpful. Um, for my pathfinders, whether I'm uh, using it in a portal like NetVibes, on a wiki page through Wikispaces, um, or through LibGuides, uh, which is not a free product, but um, is another tool that we use. And with social bookmarking, um, you can uh, categorize and catalog, if you will, your favorite web resources. And that also includes database articles or specific ebooks that you might have in something such as Gale Virtual Reference Library. And so by uh, bookmarking those resources, you can kind of point students um, to those resources that you want them to use. And you can tag them and give them keywords, if you will, just like you would if you were cataloging a print material. 
or physical material. You can also bundle those tags um, and organize them for specific projects. And I, um, thank you, Joyce, for mousing over to that. Um, as you can see on the screen, you can see our top 10 tags on the right, and those kind of correlate to some specific projects that we've had going on. And the kids really like this. Um, I had one explain that uh, Delicious was uh, the new MySpace. <laughs> so um, the students can join your network. They can join each other's networks. It really lends itself um, to information sharing. So that's a tool that um, I use very heavily. Um, in my research pathfinders, um, you know, in whatever medium I'm sharing in. You can also create widgets with your bookmarks and integrate those into whatever tool you like, whether it's something like NetVibes, um, Wikispaces, or if you're still using something like FrontPage or Dreamweaver, you can um, integrate uh, the tag widget uh, that way. Can I show you my new widgets? Please. I have to show you my new widgets. Okay. Look at my Pathfinders now, and my, uh, let's go to the catalogs actually, let's go to catalogs and databases. Nice. And notice that my catalogs have loads of widgets so the students can search directly from the page and look at literature. These are all widgets and so the students can directly go um, right into JSTOR from this particular catalog page and I put them on all of my um, of my Pathfinders as well as my catalogs and database pages. And if you go to uh, the New Tools Workshop, which is one of the links that's listed on our wiki as well, there's a, a page here. By the way, that's Glogster, um, this little collage on the front. That's a tool that I love and it will help me make attractive uh, posters. You can use it for poster projects for the kids too. Uh, but under the assorted widgets over here, if you have databases by EBSCO, Gale, Facts on File, use this link rather than the one over there, and ProQuest, they will help you build a widget that you can put on any page, your blog, your wikis, anywhere else. So I just wanted you to know that uh, that's there and you guys can make your own widgets. It will ask you for uh, your password or um, whatever code that you use to set your, your, your databases up. Um, you can set these up pretty much on your own. And let me take you back to our past, my, our, our own wiki now. Um, and we heard from Buffy. I wonder if Carolyn or Kathy would talk about some specific tools that they use. I, wanna, um, I want Buffy to address Delicious in her school because so many schools block it and it's already raised its ugly little head in the chat room. So Buffy, would you talk about how you got it unblocked at your school or was it ever filtered out before? Um, sure. Um, originally, um, some of us have started using it and it wasn't blocked and then one day it was and we all panicked. Um, but what we did at that point, through our liaison in our technology department, we showed the educational uses and how we were incorporating that into our library instruction. And um, I'm very fortunate that um, I have a very uh, progressive school district that's open to you know, considering um, filtering policies. And so once we were able to demonstrate the educational value of that, um, then they unblocked it and we have had full access to it since then. I think that one thing we can do is actually point to Buffy's use of Delicious when we make our own argument. 
um, it, it was a point at which we had no examples of effective practice as it looked with delicious and libraries. We're beginning to develop these, and if we start collecting them and really sharing them with administrators, I think they'll get it when they see what it looks like. Um, would, would, is there anybody else who wants to share a favorite tool? Um, this is Carolyn. I would like to share um, uh, the use of wikis because that's been very um, a very good foot in the door at our school with teachers. Um, we've had quite a few teachers use them for projects. Um, one teacher had her students do, uh, or his students do cliff notes basically for a novel they were reading and the students were in different groups and created a whole uh, study guide for the novel. Um, our environmental science class uses a wiki um, for their field trips and so on. And it does seem to be the one tool that has been easier to entice teachers to use. And it's very useful to me for organizing links and things I'm doing for workshops and make pathfinders for a class. And it's, so it's a much easier tool than their own web pages that the district provides for them. And they've learned how valuable the fact that students can edit them, you know, in a group format um, has proved very valuable. I actually really like wet paint, um, which is a little less known than some of the other wiki sites because it has some great uh, templates and it's very easy to use with groups of students. But um, a lot of our teachers use PB Wiki also. And I use PBWiki. Kathy, did you want to share something? Um, sure. Uh, this this year, our our district went with a, plat a Sharp Schools platform for web editing, and it came with uh -huh. a lot of the pod a lot of the podcasting and blogging and classroom management tools came with it. And so, a lot of our teachers just were not familiar with the layout or how to use some of what the benefits will be. So I spent a lot of time getting some of the teachers to set up class blogs where the kids could actually respond to things in writing. My, one of my science teachers and one of my math teachers had huge success with their students using the program. They, they were able to make it a walled garden and let the walls down at different times, um, invite parents in, make the parents a place for them to participate with students. And just the teachers themselves were able to campaign or evangelize how useful the tool was in their classroom. And it was all a part of our software package that we did our websites with. And this summer, actually, a lot of them are beginning to make e-classrooms because they have developed the comfort using the tools and they see the benefits. And they're, they're even some of making it open to the public so anybody can go in and look at it. I had a lot of success with a teacher. He created a web uh, blog as his class website and invited all of his students to participate in it. And he has just floored me with the things that he has done on his website. He actually moved away this year and went to New Jersey, but he still stays in touch with me. And he just, this recently he posted about um, claymation projects that his kids did in social studies. They could pick any topic that they wanted to do and make a claymation and audio over for it. And I mean, it was just fantastic. And he shared it on Twitter. I was so glad to see everybody get to see what his kids had done. And I had asked him last year, oh, oh Mark, please try this. Please try this. 
well, I don't really know how to do that. If I could just take the still camera and, and a recording, just try it. Just give it to your kids and go with it. They did a fantastic job with it. I was really excited this year because I finally got Skazzle. Our In my state, we have a list form that's very healthy, and I'm not going to say anything bad about it, but to me, some of the okay. conversations will be much much yeah. better served on a name, so I got them to develop a Skazzle name. I wish I could tell you the address, but I can't think of it right now. Uh, oh, it's but not Skazzle? Skazzle. I think it's no. myscazzleming.com. Okay. Myscazzle. But um, it, it's really taken off. There we and go. I, I've gotten everybody to look at it and say, hey, this is sort of like social networking. It really closely resembles what your kids are into. They like it. Come here. Post your things here. Let's have conversations. Develop groups. Be a parking lot for all of our materials. And we actually were able to use stream four different sessions from our Scazzle conference right on the home page of our Scazzle name back in March when we had our conference. It was really exciting. And Buffy, I don't know if Great. you noticed it, but they they changed the date of our conference to March, the, I think, 24th. I, you initially said you wanted to come because it's in Charleston. Anybody can come. Charleston's a beautiful city. Okay, great. Um, one of the things that I, I, as we're talking, I'm thinking about is that so many of these pieces play so well together. Um, all of these widgets and gadgets that we're talking about, all of these and videos and slideshows and all of this stuff can be embedded in other stuff. So once you know how to make a blog or do a wiki, then um, then you put all these puzzle pieces inside of them. Same thing with the Ning. There are some of these pieces that are just kind of big umbrella pieces, and then um, you bring all these other things in, like we were able to paste the videos in, and um, and and you can see in this Ning, there's an awful lot of little um, component parts that are actually widgets. So um, this the slideshow, for instance. This and it's so easy to do. Here's a, a, these are Flickr widgets, so you can bring your Flickr in, and you bring your video in. And I th Kathy, was it you who mentioned that these things can be parking lots? Yes. I don't remember, but yeah. But we, when I want to embed our video, I don't put it up on YouTube because you know some kids can't get to YouTube, some of our teachers can't. But I created um, a place for the kids to put their video. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't need that's the wrong address. Um, but the teachers are now using this SpringfieldVideo.ning.com. And when you're using it for uh, high school students, they will take the ads off, which is really nice. And we're basically just using this right now as a parking lot. I'm not, sh I'm not getting to the stuff I wanted to show you. A parking lot for some of the video that the students have created um, for our Middle States process, for the Kids Slumdog project, they were uh, from a book return project. And once we do that, then we get embeddable code. Once we put it up somewhere, we get embeddable code. And we can put Lewis pretty much anywhere. He's on my blog. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis is very popular. Okay, so I think we probably should go to the next question. I, I feel sad because, I, because I'm working with the screen. I can't see what's going on in the chat room. So you guys are going to have to keep me um, up to date. I, I, I expect that we probably have questions. Um, okay, can we just talk a little bit about does this match our standards? Is what we're playing around with really solid in terms of supporting the learning standards that 
we've been uh, charged with by AASL. Kathy, and there's do you a link want to here to that. All right, what, which question are we on again? I'm sorry. How it supports uh, how our standards. Well, I mean, we are doing a huge injustice if we're not teaching students how to find the information. And on the flip side of that, how, to, how for them to manage and bring information back to them. I mean, a huge disservice. And, you know, I love showing my students the Google feed so they can go out and set up their own feed and get any hit back. You know, I, the first one I teach them to do is make a feed for yourself, for your name, and see what comes back to you in your reader. And that really gets kids excited because then they make feeds for all their popular, their pop culture things that they're all into, their gaming stuff, and the, you know, the music that they like, or you know, they're even their own friends. But it's just a way to hook them so that they can really apply it to their curriculum too. When they're doing that research project, they can make a feed for whatever topic they're researching. And the information will just come back to them. What a great way. Anybody else want to speak to that? Um, I was just adding in the chat room that this is Carolyn, that I think it's it's really important public relations that we need to do. There have been a lot of questions often on the chat room about things being blocked in their district. And I think we can't just walk in with the assumption that things are going to be open. We may have to do a lot of PR with our district to um, you know, ease into this. And one way that we can really help ourselves is by sharing the standards that ALA has and that ISTE has with our principals, our central office staff, our school board, our superintendents, so that they understand these are national standards and that what we're trying to do is in support of those learning standards. And show them best practice of those standards, like Buffy's page and Joyce's page and other pages that we find. I'm getting ready to face all that myself going into a new school. Mm -hmm. And I think that one thing we need to remember, and I, I know I've said this a number of times, is that this is not just because we want it. This is, and this is an intellectual freedom issue. It's really not fair and it drives me crazy that uh, students that are about a mile away in the Philadelphia School District are not able to use the tools that my students use like water. Uh, and and the, the problem, I think one of the problems we have here is if we're not playing with these tools ourselves, if we don't get their power, then we can't advocate as intellectual freedom advocates because we, we, we and, and our, it will be a shame because our whole school will fall behind. This is, this is what I think is the big battleground. It's, the, it's where librarians must take leadership this year. So um, think about intellectual freedom and think about what it means today. And I also think that intellectual um, information, um, intellectual property is shifting. Um, I absolutely love to share with my kids, um, and this is absolutely part of our standards, um, we have this, this is probably our most used pathfinder, the copyright friendly images and sounds. And what you're seeing here is on the top the philosophy of Creative Commons movement. 
And then over here, portals where kids can search for content that they can use with permission. Content creators are giving permission. And there are levels of licensing. The most generous and liberal is the attribution only license. I'm in Flickr, but not regular Flickr. And this takes me a while to get the kids to get. They're not in just where you put all your photos in Flickr, not the casual. But these people who have attached a Creative Commons license to their work allow you to use it. They're saying, here, go ahead and use my work. Just, in this case, give attribution. And there are so many portals. And actually, some of these people tend to be very talented photographers. This uh, portal used to be re relatively small. And you can see it's now nearly 14 million images. And some of them the kids like, especially because they actually help them out. In, in this case, Flickr uh, Creative Commons Blue Mountain displays attribution, not the full citation, but enough to get a kid started. And I'm teaching new searching skills. For instance, in the old days when I, I taught kids um, how to use search engines most effectively, I told them that the most effective way to search them was by using nouns. Now. I'm looking for images that are evocative. We're looking at PowerPoint and slideshows in different ways. And I'm finding when I use words like lonely, I get completely different um, types of images. Uh, and I might use these to evoke a feeling rather than just something very, very literal. And same thing with music searching. Um, and so I'm teaching a lot about information ethics um, using tools like, like this. And, and that absolutely fits in with our standards about being a digital citizen. Um, anybody else want to speak to the standards? Um, I wanted to say something about the fact that we as, as well, I don't know about everybody else, but I want to say most of us are probably technology leaders, but it is almost a disservice if we don't expose our own folks to some of the tools and the power that they will bring to the classroom. Um, my friend Fran Bullington and I next week are doing a session at an Upstate Technology Conference, which is really a conference geared for teachers, but it also encompasses media specialists, um, technology integrators, and all the other groups too. So we're doing a session on collaborative tools, and we're going to show wikis and Google Docs and all the other tools that we found that bring power through collaboration, and then instead of just presenting it to them, we're going to divide our groups up into different groups and have them actually manage these tools with a topic so that we can come back together as a group and share as so everybody can see how their collaboration as a group works together to create one wiki or one Google Docs or one Google presentation or whatnot. Um, we did this last um, fall at EdTech and we're doing it at this conference this time, but we're improving it a little bit more. But it, I mean, once Teachers don't get it until they get into the tool itself and see the power that it has. You can't realize the potential until you're in there. And one of Will Richardson's mantras is, before you can talk knowledgeably about it or, you, or know or propose it or push it, you have to get in there and mix it up yourself so that you can understand it. You have to develop your schema for application before you can suggest it to somebody else. So that's one of the goals that we have next week. Absolutely. Um, that, that's absolutely true. One of the things I insist on is getting all the new teachers in the district and giving and working with them on these new tools. So I get a full day with them uh, during the um, um, I'm sorry, the induction uh, 
the, one of the induction team meetings. So that's a full day, and all we do is introduce Web 2.0 tools and play with them and discover how to use them. And then we get them back again uh, for questions and for a little bit more play. One thing you may not have seen before, um, this happened sort of about six months ago. Google Docs introduced a new template gallery, and there's stuff here for everybody. I know that a lot of us are not big fans of templates, but the beauty of these calendars and uh, these lesson plans and some of the lab reports is that they're shared. This is about social networking again. This is about information management. So it's not just the student who has the, 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 the flash drive who can, has the power to work on the document. All of these documents, of course, can be worked on remotely by groups. Uh, and so there's some wonderful, wonderful tools here as, as well. Um, so let's move beyond the standards question because we don't have much time and I want to leave enough time for questions tonight. And I'm so curious because I have not seen the, um, the chat because I've lost my screen. I don't think anybody's really feeling sorry for me, but I'm feeling sad. Um, I am sad. So let's move quickly because I don't think we're going to get to all these questions. One of the problems when Darren and, um, and Carl had this discussion was they were saying, and a lot of the people who added to the comments, they were saying they don't see people who look like us guys. And um, the librarians that they know have not retooled. What do we do? And I'm, I'm hoping the chat room will contribute to, to strategies for change. Do we have librarians out there who are not retooled? And if we do, and if we feel the way we feel, clearly feel, what do we do about it? Solutions? I think that's a really good question, Joyce. And I think, um, you know, if you're in a position of district leadership, then certainly sharing with other librarians in your district is, is a first step. Um, but I also think, um, you know, there's a responsibility that the principal has. There's a responsibility that the technology department has, um, really in collaborating with librarians and helping bring them along if necessary. Um, and I also think it's important that we do outreach to students, new teachers and um, library school students to really demonstrate what we're doing because they're the future of the profession. And if we show them our enthusiasm and how we're using the tools, then I think we're helping give them a leg up into seeing how that can just be so integral to what they do. And I think a lot of the software programs are really recognizing and, and the databases because they are making their tools have the social networking aspect to it. So we have an opportunity really to model to our staff and the students. I have a funny story about that, Kathy. I wrote a blog post complaining that I was just so frustrated with how difficult it was to access our databases. And I was echoing Joyce's wish that we had more widgets to use, that we could just embed a search box onto our website. And the next day, I get a call from the rep at Gale and the rep at EBSCO who had someone had passed my blog post along to them and they had just released some widgets. And um, so they were very eager to tell me about them. 
Uh, but it, so it's good to know that the vendors are listening and that what we're posting on our blogs is getting shared with them for one thing, but um, it was also pretty amusing timing on my part. One thing I want to mention about these widgets is it's, I, I don't think they're just for us. I, I just was able to grab a lot of these, but I, my dream is really that the kids grab them and, and put them in their social networking spaces. I wouldn't be happier than if my kids all grabbed my JSTOR widget and put it in Facebook. That would make me truly happy. Um, I, and I'd love to. I'd love for them to grab them all. They laughed at me when I said that that was going to be possible in the fall. But um, I'm going to. I'm going to try it with a few uh, more willing students. Okay, but let's go back to the, the question. I keep uh, getting sidetracked. What, what should we do? How do we retool? Are there people out there? And then one of the responses I got to my blog was, you know, Joyce, are you forgetting about books? You know, this is the reason I went into this profession, and and you seem to be ignoring that books are important, and that that's a huge part of my 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 job. And I think it's not either or. Um, for example, some of the incredible book widgets that um, I'm I've been embedding some into a new blog. I'm still in the process of making and Buffy I believe has some on her website. Um, I mean social networking sites like Goodreads or Shelfari or Library Thing are great ways to get students more interested in reading. At my school and we use Skype to bring an author yes. in for an author visit. So there's lots of ways that these tools actually can support and give more excitement to students about their reading. Yeah, and in the chat room we're seeing that people are recommending book trailers. My kids are, are actually creating the trailers, um, and I, I suspect that's true in other schools as well. And Francie is saying, let's, let's, ha let's have dessert first, and, and one way is to show, show our, our colleagues how to do the fun stuff first. Um, so we have only about 10 minutes left, sadly. Should we take questions? Or ladies, did you want to give some final thoughts before we take some questions? I think we'll let them ask the questions. Okay. Um, should we, um, uh, Steve? Can you help us out here? We have a hand raised. Oh, Steve, are you around? I'm I around. I'm around. I just gave <laughs> well, Jamie a mic, the microphone. Oh, excellent. So, Jamie, Thank what you, you need to do is to click on the mic button to be heard. There you go. To be heard. There you go. Alrighty. Thank you, guys. Um, I wanted to ask Joyce and Buffy and Kathy and um, Carolyn if what their views were on today's uh, post by Carolyn Simpson on LMNet. She talked about these Web 2.0 tools, these social media tools, and how many districts have to balance their concern, their legal concerns, um, with these tools because when you use something like Twitter. Twitter is in control of it, and it causes all sorts of legal problems for them. Could you um, talk about that a minute and give us your take on that? And the yeah, let me just Johnson. Do you want me to go ahead? Um, sure. Go ahead, and then I, I'd love to address that too. Okay. In the words of Doug Johnson, praise um, locally. I mean, praise globally, complain locally. 
I don't know if he yeah. say that. That's not how he says it. Yeah, I, just be careful what you post. I, right. Um, I and and there are some there are some um, microblogging sites that are contained, and I carry suggesting Edmodo. I have a list of them on that New Tools Workshop uh, wiki. Um, we also put out a letter at the beginning of every school year explaining how wonderful, this is coming from the district office, how wonderful um, these tools are and some of the pro describing some of the projects that we've done with some of these tools. We, at the end of the letter is a, is a, a sign-off form and parents have to return the form if they don't want their students to participate in Web 2.0 activities. We haven't had, in two or three years, we haven't had a single form returned. Uh, at, P at PTA meetings, we, we show student projects all the time. Um, my letter is on the New Tools Workshop, Tammy, and um, it's, it's a, I think I put it up as a Word document. So you are welcome, Michael. Uh, Michael Wagman and I wrote it together. You're welcome to edit it and use it for your own district, as if you like. Uh, but we, you know, some teachers prefer the walled garden approach, using our Moodle to do many of these things. And some, some of us really love the idea that um, our, our um, voice threads, for instance, can be commented on by people outside of our school. We can put moderation on. Many of these things can be as public or as private as you want. You can make your wikis and blogs protected. You can make them public. You can make them private. So um, if you show your administrators the levels of protection, that might help a little. I'm going to get you the address for the letters. So somebody else talk for a while. I think we had another question. We did have someone raise their hand, but then the hand went down. Uh, Becky, if you have a question, Becky go ahead and uh, Becky, you, I know you've been having trouble, Becky, with your connection. But if you'd like the mic, just click on the hand with the green up arrow, and we'll give you the microphone. And anybody else who'd like to ask a question, please feel free to click on that raised hand button or put it in the chat. We have another hand. Susan, I've just given Hi, you there. You, you go. Okay, yeah, we can hear you. Uh, Mike, can hear you. This is Sue Lurcher from New York. My question is, I know, hi, I'm, a lot of these librarians seem to be in high schools, and I'm in an intermediate school, and I feel like in some ways there's so much out there, but it seems to be that all these things are happening in high schools, and I know Ghost Librarian got back to me, and Carolyn F. got back to me. But I'm wondering if there are anybody else there who has found this resistance because of, say, the legal issues or concerns about uh, what could be posted and who posts and things like that. Uh, Keisha, uh, what, what we have a, our middle school is absolutely involved. They use VoiceThread, they use Animoto, um, they blog, uh, but most of their work is protected. They also don't use avatars or, or, or names, even first names. Um, I, I know another middle school librarian whose, whose students pick a famous person and, 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 and that is their avatar or their identity for, for the year. Um, 
Tisha Williams in California is doing amazing 2.0 work with elementary school students. And I will try to find her um, website so you can see what she's doing. But this digital storytelling stuff, this, these writing tools are fabulous for elementary and middle school students. Uh, and, and so many different um, tools actually make it really easy. This historical story creator, um, if you go into the new tools workshop or Donna Bombeck's Web Tools for You to Use. These are two portals that list so many of the tools and so many examples. Uh, and I'm talking too much. So Carolyn, Kathy, and Buffy, you, you add. Oh, that, Mary, that's that Monarch Library. Is that that's Keisha's, isn't it? Yeah. I think Monarch Library is Keisha's. Yeah. It is. I was just going to say this, Carolyn, that our elementaries are using PBWiki to Blue Bonnet uh, books, which are Texas award and have the students review them. And it's a wiki that anyone can see. Um, they use their initials or code names. Um, they've also been using VoiceThread with some projects about, I believe it was about the Oregon Trail, but I'm not positive on that. But um, So I know that elementaries are using these tools, and there's ways to create a safe environment for them to use them. And um, I know uh, Brenda Branson out at Clover Middle School here in our, in York County. She's been using um, Skype and other tools to have like online book meetings so that her kids can over the summer come back together and discuss books, play games, get together. And they I've, there's one of the other sites that they use. I can't think of it right now, but I mean, really effective. And she's had a lot of success with it. And John Woodring down in Bluffton, South Carolina, which is near Hilton. Head, he's been using it's Wiz IQ. That's what they use. They've been using Wiz IQ to involve students interactively from within school and from without school. So it's been very successful too. I raised my hand because I'm going to put the evaluation for tonight's show up in a web tour. And moderators, remember not to close this down. But I'll also put the the link into the uh, chat. I thought you'd want to know that Darren Drecker tried to Darren sneak Drecker in quietly, but he is in here. Suzanne, I'm going to turn your mic off. So uh, Darren is here, and uh, I'm sure his ears were burning after telling the story of Darren. If you want to raise your hand, you're certainly welcome to add to the, the discussion here. I do want to make uh, a small commercial plug since Illuminate uh, does employ me, <laughs> and I, uh, I get to do uh, some fun stuff for them. One of the things that um, that we've done is to create a site called LearnCentral.org, where you can use Illuminate for free, both their traditional uh, three-user view room, but also if you want to hold any kind of large public sessions like this, you can actually do them for free. So uh, find me about that. Um, Please do fill out the evaluation. Let's keep going with the questions. Uh, Joyce, you can take it back. But um, I wanted to make sure we got that evaluation up. OK, do we have any hands up in the room? We do. OK, who's, um, can you help me? I can't see this. I think it was Donna. Well, I had my hand up, and that's why it was showing up. But is there? Oh, I know okay. that Becky Johnson okay. had her hand up, but was having connection okay. problem. Becky, do you want to try? I'm giving you the mic, Becky, in case you want to try. Mic, Becky, in case you want to try. Okay, this is Becky Johnson. Hi, I'm I'm, I'm Becky and GJ on on Twitter. I got hacked, so I'm going to be changing my username just so you know.
I don't know if anybody. I can't hear Becky. Yeah, I suspect she got connection problem all night, and I think she maybe got lost again. Jethro, I'm going to give you the mic. If you click on the microphone button in the audio box, you should be able to talk. I have a short question. Where do we start? I think wikis. <laughs> I think. Um, I think what, wikis. What, what, there are wikis, wikis on my pencil. I don't think I, I, there's not a day where I don't either edit a wiki or create one. Um, what, what tasks you, would you like to do? What would you, um, do you do pathfinders? Do you do book lists? Are you working, what, 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 what grade level are you working on, Jethro? Um, I'm working with uh, all grade levels on the coveted position that sparked all of this in uh, Darren's school district. No, so all right. K twelve, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I I would I would love to mentor you if if you're new at this. So, um, um, and I have a feeling that offer will will uh, come from my colleagues as well. Um, let's figure out what Good. your needs are and what your kids' needs are, and and we'll help you. We'll help you. But I think wikis are probably the easiest thing to get started with, and they're so versatile because you can put all the other things into them. Um, but let's talk. We'll talk about your needs. We may not have time to do this tonight, though. But please keep in touch. Oh, he's already the king I of will. wikis. I will. Thank you. Do you mean where to start with teachers or students or? Well, where to start with the librarians that are that the librarians. Web 2.0 stuff. I would start with. With a name. Start with a name, a name, and put stuff um, on it so they can go to it. And that'll give them a blog. I also think if they're very book oriented, then starting with tools that are oriented towards books that help them promote books, um, things like the widgets for their web pages, the you know inviting an author in remotely. Um, Bring using library thing or Shelfari and showing them how those can work, so that so that you're staying in the comfortable realm of books, but you're bringing in tools that would really help them promote the things they're and interested in. Skype it works great for book for author visits. Yes, it's wonderful, and um, voice thread book talks, film video book talks. Someone mentioned in the chat room. I think those are great a great place to start. It's just like with teachers, we want to start with what they're interested in. If it's knitting, we start with knitting. Um, so the same for librarians if they're a little more traditional in their approach. And VoiceThread now has um, um, examples of best practice. I think I put them in the, the new tools wiki um, where they really can see what educators are doing with, with VoiceThread, not just uh, you know, browsing through the whole list. Or if you put book talks in VoiceThread and do a search, you'll find some pretty wonderful examples <laughs> showing the work that kids do too. Well, thank um, you. Jethro Jones on Twitter. So when you want to mentor I, me, make sure you uh, remind me who you are, because I, okay, I don't Jethro. know any of you yet. So well, we're pleased to meet you. <laughs> um, is there? There's another hand raised. Is it Donna? Maybe we should all put our Twitter names in the screen here. Okay. Follow us. <laughs> 
And there's um, so, in the New Tools workshop, you'll find lists of librarians that you can follow too. There's some really great tools for finding uh, finding uh, tools for building your networks. So I just gave Donna, Donna the mic. Donna, if you, you, all you have to do is to, there you go, Donna. There you go. Okay. Hi, Joyce. Can you hear me? Hi, Donna. Hi, yes. Donna. Yes. I have a question. How um, difficult it, it was it for you to get your students into using Creative Commons? I find that my students are clueless as to um, copyright, and they just want to click on Google, use the images, and be done with it. Well, well, when they're doing, when they're doing with, with, and are your teachers supporting that too, with with you, and 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 you know, enforcing that with with their students? Yes, uh, I, I think that they're they're a little bit afraid. They they don't want to get into trouble because a lot of our projects right now are web based. Uh, so they have a choice. They can either use Creative Commons images, or they can use images that they get from other sites, but they have to defend to me why their use of those other images or that other material and media is transformative. Because under fair use, they can use that other stuff, but it has to be transformative. And they basically lose energy doing that. And so they go back to Creative Commons. Uh, because in some cases, really, their stuff is not transformative. And so we don't want it representing our school. If they're going to put this up in their Facebook page or uh, wherever they're putting it, and that has nothing to do with Springfield Township High School, fine. But if the stuff is going to represent our efforts, then the stuff has to be documented and it has to be um, ethically produced. Hey, this is Steve. I'm just going to make mention because Carolyn asked. Um, the whole chat is saved and recorded and it will be posted as a separate file along with the full recording of this session. So you don't have to worry about noting everything down. You'll be able to go back and look at it. Um, I'm going to let you keep going as long as you'd like, although please know that it is uh, 6.02 in California, 9.02 East Coast. Um, there is tomorrow uh, a Classroom 2.0 live session at 9 a.m. Pacific uh, 12 Eastern, uh, which is an introduction to LearnCentral.org. I love the idea of doing a regular show like this for librarians. And if you want to do it, I'll support it. Let me know how, what I can do. And anybody who wants to take the lead there from this group, uh, I'm glad to be uh, your support staff. I do know I've got uh, interviews coming up on Future of Education with John C. D. Brown, David Thornburg, Clay Shirky, Douglas Rushkoff, and Doc Searle. Some really fun stuff coming up in July after NECC. I'm taking the week off next week to get ready. Okay, so Joyce, I'm going to let you uh, keep going however you'd like, or if you'd like to close up, please feel free to do so. Well, how about we I take one more question? Yeah, I'm going to have to go too. Uh, let's, shall we take one more question? Is there, there is one more hand raised. Okay. Is that still up? Oh, no hands raised. Well, <laughs> okay. Um, then, then in that case, let's thank Steve. And I think some applause is in order. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Darren, also for getting this started. And thank you um, to the folks who, who helped provide it. I learned Central. Thank you very much. I'm hoping that um, more people will tell Steve that we that we want these things, and folks will take le leadership in moderating these. Um, we can really make a difference and show people what a 21st century librarian looks like. And uh, I'm happy that so many librarians came. I'm happy that so many library students came. 
Um, I, I, I want to end, and this will be my last words, but the other folks can add their own. This is the most exciting time ever to be a librarian, and you've chosen a really amazing field. And it's up to you to show people what this looks like. It's up to you to take these new tools and use them powerfully in learning. And so do we have, I don't know who left, was it Kathy or Carolyn? Okay, Nick. Uh, um, I say, still here. I say jump in the tools. You're not going to be able to talk about them unless you get in and mix it up yourself. Carolyn? I agree with that, Kathy. And people often say, well, where am I going to find the time? And um, you just have to do it. Even if you just take, you know, 20 minutes evening to to check out something new, it's it's a start. It's a foot in the door. And as with everything else, you have to start somewhere. And we have Buffy. one more person. Buffy, are you still with us? Yes, I was just going to say I, I agree with that. You, you have to take the initiative. You can't wait for somebody necessary to bring it to you, but you, as you said, you have to pick a starting point and go from there. And if you can build your personal learning network, um, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at, at how quickly um, you may pick up an additional skill. To me, it's fun. It doesn't feel like work. It's more like play. It's fun. Thank you all for coming. And I'm hoping this is just the first of many Illuminate sessions with librarians. Have a great summer, everybody. I hope to see many of you at NEC and at ALA and, and building learning communities. Good night, everyone. Good night. I'm going to leave the room open for five or ten minutes. Uh, so if anybody needs to exchange contact information or the like, the recording will be up tomorrow. Uh, Joyce, thanks so much for uh, leading the session tonight. Thanks to our awesome panel. And uh, somebody Yay. please take the lead. Uh, I'm Yay. glad to set up a, uh, any amount of time you want in this environment for anybody who wants to, uh, to be running these sessions. And I think it would be really fun to have a regular meeting if you decided to do that. We, See, we have a couple of questions about the links. Yes. I did People put, I did put in the chat. To. It's going to be at futureofeducation.com. So just go to futureofeducation.com, okay. look for the past sessions tomorrow, and it will be the top one. Great. And uh, Buffy, Carolyn, Kathy, if there were any links you spoke about tonight that weren't in the wiki, let's let's add them and make it kind of full. Okay? I'm going to add some of the ones that I was thinking that I didn't have on there. Thank you, Buffy. Thank you, everybody. I'm going to say good night. Thanks, Joyce. Joyce. Thank you. Okay. Bye, bye, -bye. Buffy. Bye, Kathy. So who's going to step up and lead this monthly meeting? Uh, good question. I'm nominating Joyce. I think it should be Jethro. <laughs> <laughs> Jethro. There we go. How about Darren? I didn't hear Joyce volunteering herself. No, I didn't either. I, I'm sure I she help. has nothing else to no. do. We I'll did a help. pretty good job coordinating together, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. I think that um, I'd love to see some of um, some of my colleagues take a lead. There's some there were some powerful names in this room who were kind of hiding out. Um, there, I think Polly could absolutely do it. I don't know if she's still listening. I think it'd be great um, to have, have some power. Uh, Nancy, Nancy Keen, Nancy, you still here? 
Nancy Kane is the book talk queen. <laughs> Polly is amazing with widgets and gadgets. Um, Peggy's here. Peggy's pretty amazing all around. Roxanne, are you Roxanne from New York? Okay. All right. I, I nobody's think, coming through. I think it'd be a great idea a, what to if you had have a rotating guests. schedule. Right. Yeah. Right. Have guests. We just need to coordinate who the guests. Oh would be. well, welcome anyway. And and Polly's stepping up, and I think Nancy stepped up or not. <laughs> She's still being. Oh, okay. After her final paper, she. Nancy, are you going through doctorate? Okay. Well, I th I think we can get some people together, especially if we pull it together on our blogs and and really start talking about it. I think something like this is is needed. I'm happy. I, it was so nice to meet Suzanne because this was the first time she's done a session like this. And watching somebody get excited about the potential for this, you could see we we had her on camera. Did everybody see her earlier? I I hope I'm not embarrassing her, but her face just displayed some of what. I was so excited about when I started discovering these tools and I felt, oh my goodness, I forgot what it felt like. Look at Suzanne's face. She's making these connections. I bet she was thinking about authors and experts and all sorts of folks. Uh, <laughs> you're not nutty, Suzanne. <laughs> it's wonderful. You, 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 you invigorated us all as we watched you. So I have a domain name that I've never used. I have a bookdiscussions.net. And I would love it if somebody would actually start running uh, some kind of book discussions thing through Illuminate, through this platform, because I think that would be really cool. I I know some people. I um, <laughs> Ruth Ruth Cox would be wonderful. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe even Nancy would like after her paper's done. Nancy could probably do that. That would be great. Anyway, if anybody um, if, if wants, anybody's interested, let me know. Okay. All right. I think I really am going to leave now. <laughs> so good night, everybody. Don't talk about me when I'm gone, okay? Bye. Good night. Thanks, good night. Joyce. Bye-bye. Glad to have you here, Darren. See you later. Thanks, Steve. Absolutely. Thank you.